a counselor, a coach, and a spiritual director walk into a bar. What comes next is either the greatest punchline of all time or a conversational cocktail that could change your life forever. Jake, Liz, and John are offering you a unique three-way perspective on common mental, emotional, and spiritual struggles. Only you know which perspective you need the most. So grab your favorite beverage, listen in, and decide who you're going to call. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Who You're Going to Call. Um, my name is Jacob Kinkalix. I'm here with John and Liz as my uh, co-pilots, um, or yeah, co-pilots. Um, today, we're going to be just kind of talking uh, a little bit about the holiday season, Christmas and Advent, or Advent and Christmas coming up, um, and how, um, as a counselor, how, as a spiritual director and a coach, we help our clients, you know, celebrate this uh, Christmas season in uh, the best way possible. Um, but before we do that, um, I was wondering if what you guys are, are drinking tonight. I have a white Merlot because my sisters left me the rest of their bottle of Merlot. I never get this, but... <laughs> white Merlot? A white Merlot, which I'm not uh, familiar uh, with this. does not look white to me. No, it doesn't look like doesn't a rosé. Like cran- yes, thank you. So I'm confused by the color, but you know. Mislabeled. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Someone was like, whatever. It's cheap. It's cheap and people like it. (laughs) Nice. Well, I am drinking a Highland single malt scotch Tullibardine uh, artisan blend. So it's aged in ex bourbon casks. And there are. You always have the fancy drink, John. Well, you know, I got to level up you know, the classiness. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's even I'm out the drinking, white Merlot. I'm still drinking like a broke college student, and you're you're drinking like an adult. Well, it's it's at least at least you could have drinking like adults. I'm I'm over here with my hot chocolate. Oh, <laughs> little Jay. <laughs> yeah, I'll That's take awesome. my I'll take my hot chocolate, That's awesome. especially now that we're getting to that coldest season. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, we're down here in Texas and Florida. We're not uh, we're not quite as chilly as you are. No, no, not at all. And I realized for our listeners too, whoever's listening to it, they were like, uh, I'm you know, listening to this at like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I can't have wine. <laughs> I'm not judging though. I'm not Moses. judging. Clearly, <laughs> who puts these laws in place? Customs, customs. Yeah, five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome all right so i'll just kind of throw this on the table you know um like i said you know holiday season is coming upon us christmas is upon us and um experiences vary um so i'm I was wondering if you know one of you guys can kind of kick it off as to yeah just what are some things that you've noticed in working with your clients or uh, directories um and just kind of uh what could be helpful in uh, preparation of dealing with family um, and the chaos, for the lack of a better word, of Christmas. So I can go first this time since That's I always am like, you should go first. No, yeah. you're, you're so should generous. Go first. You're so generous, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple of things that I notice. Um, first is that it, it seems like we get so tired of Christmas by the mm-hmm. time Christmas mm-hmm. comes around. Some of us, uh, because yeah. there's Christmas decorations that came out um, 
July. Like the day before. Yeah, for some people, July. <clears throat> but like in the stores, they were coming out this year around us two days before Halloween. Like they were discounting the Halloween stuff. Thanksgiving didn't make a, 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 an appearance and we're already having Christmas stuff up. So mm-hmm. it feels like by the time we get to Christmas, we're like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to get through Christmas because I, I can take all this stuff down. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's just the busyness of everything. Like I was just talking with uh, someone who works in a parish and uh, they basically said, I'm not available the entirety of December because of the busyness mm-hmm. of Advent season. Oh my gosh. Um, between parish events, between uh, family getting stuff together, like And I could see visibly that there was this burden on them, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. So we're sick Mm -hmm. of it. It's a burden. Um, And then we actually miss the entire reason for the season. We Mm -hmm. miss that it's about the coming of Jesus Christ um, Mm -hmm. in our lives now, in the past, when he came uh, and the waiting that the Israelites did. And then that he's coming again. We should actually be be preparing ourselves for that. So in the midst of like being sick of it and uh, and. what was the second, second thing I said? <laughs> yeah. Man, memory today. <laughs> Is it the memory or the drink, you know? <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been very busy. Oh, yeah, busyness. <laughs> yes, there you go. In the busyness of it all, we miss the mm-hmm. reason for it. Um, and so I feel like that's been the main things that I've I've seen, either in directees or just in general, our, our Catholic families and our Catholic parishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, what, what have yeah. you guys seen in your particular areas? Yeah, I think for me, it's been a lot of like foreboding of how stressful it's going to be. You know, a lot of, well, my house has to look a certain way. I've got this family drama that I have to clean, either clean up completely or find a way to sort of sugarcoat until after the holidays are over. Um, I just like, there's just a lot of tension about, and expectation, mm. like a lot of expectation that this is supposed to be the most joyful time of the year. This is supposed to be the most fun. That's supposed to be the most magical. So there's this pressure to make it. It's so funny because I was talking to a family member about this recently. And I said, it is hysterical to me that we put the most pressure on having the most magical and most lovely and most peaceful time of year when we throw together a group mm. of people that haven't been together very much. And we put them together while they're eating total crap and drinking wine and coffee. <laughs> and there's no water and there's no vegetables and there's no sleep. And we're letting the kids miss naps. Mm. And then we're surprised when it's a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we have set ourselves up for a train wreck because we have really high expectations and then horrible lifestyles the entire mm-hmm. time. And then it comes together in this crescendo of misery and it's expensive. Everybody has the expectation that Christmas is going to cost mm. me a lot. I have to spend a lot in order for Christmas to be a good Christmas. I have to spend, I remember um, somebody, somebody I was coaching recently was, I was coaching her on time. She didn't have enough time. Mm. She wasn't going to get enough time. She had, she had, she, I think she was calling it snippets of time with her family. I don't, I only have little bits and pieces of time with my family. And, and so I need to make it count. And I said, do you explain a snippet of time to yeah. me? How long is that? She said, well, about two hours. And I said, have you ever connected with someone really strongly in less than two hours? And she said, well, yeah, she's like at the grocery store. Sometimes you get into great conversations in the line at the grocery store. Sometimes you get into great conversations with a customer if you work, you know, like customer service. And I said, right, it only takes a few minutes to connect. You don't need hours and hours Mm. to connect with people. But we put that expectation 
on family time over the holidays. Well, I have to go to all these parties and I have to have deep connection and I have to make sure everybody feels loved and seen and I have to make sure it's through gifts and through time and attention and focus and money. And it's like, actually, for someone to really feel loved and connected to you, sometimes only takes a few minutes and you didn't Mm -hmm. have to spend anything. You just had to listen. You just had to Mm -hmm. be present. And how do you do that, Liz? How, How do you help your clients be more present? Mm. Uh, a lot of it is setting up the expectation beforehand okay. and helping them lower their expectations in a healthy way. Like, mm. you know how many people are going to look under your couch to make sure you vacuumed? Mm. Zero. Zero people are going to look under your couch. And if they do, they're pretty petty. And I don't know if you want them in your life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but there's a lot of things we think are necessary before the holidays. You know, just like spending money. How many of us, we're all parents. How many of us have put a lot of time and thought into a kid's present only to have them play with the wrapping paper? I've just stopped giving them Mm. presents and just giving them wrapping paper. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here's the empty box and the tape. That's the part you like. Exactly. (laughs) You didn't even like the present. You know, we had our kids beg us for these giant remote control monster trucks one year. They live in my closet. Mm. You know, they played Mm. with them for like a day or two after Christmas. Every once in a while, Mm -hmm. when we think of it, we take them outside, but they live in my closet. You know, it Mm -hmm. it was the wow factor Christmas morning. And then it was not important anymore. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is just recognizing that this isn't as important as society has told you it is. Mm-hmm. I've had better times on random Wednesday afternoons with my kids than I've had on Christmas mornings, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, or it's, it's, I mean, and it goes with everything, right? We do this with everything. I, I've had better dates with my husband spontaneously than I've had on anniversaries. You know, like mm-hmm. it'll just spontaneously be like, let's run to the grocery store and we'll grab ice cream. And it's super fun and, and there's connection and there's conversation and it's awesome. Yeah. And then on your anniversary, you put so much pressure on it being perfect. And it's disappointing mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, we mm-hmm. like we're running late. We got caught in traffic and then this restaurant wasn't actually that mm-hmm. good. You know, like and it's like, meh, like, I mean, it was fine. I'm glad we got out. But like it wasn't our best date. Mm-hmm. Our best date was that random time we took a hike and then accidentally walked through a patch of ticks and it was actually kind of traumatic, but it made a great story. <laughs> <laughs> And then you check each other for tips. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly we're in a Brad Paisley song. We Suddenly it. we're in a Brad Paisley song. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, so I think a lot of it is just helping them prep their expectations and also having a game yeah. plan for when you start to feel out of control. How are you going to get back mm. into? What are you mm-hmm. going to tell yourself? What's the thought that you're going to think that's going to make you recenter? Like, mm-hmm. even if it's simply as it's just one day. It's mm-hmm. just one day. I do not, or even just, I, my own coach tells us all the time, you're the boss. So you get to, no one puts anything on your calendar and no one puts food in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get to decide what you want to eat and how you want to drink and how you want to behave all Christmas. And you get to decide where you want to go. Cause you can literally mm-hmm. look at your husband and say, I don't want to go to your mom's this year. And he might have some drama about that and you can have a conversation about that. Or he might be like, oh, good, because that's a lot. And we're going to see her on this other Mm -hmm. day and it's going to be fine. But like you can take things off your calendar. You don't have to spend a ton of money. You can tell your kids, hey, actually, we're going to put our money towards this, you know, whatever, this outing later. We're going to go on a family vacation, you know, or or even just I mean, especially if you have little kids, like they really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they just really don't. Mm-hmm. They think they do, but yeah. they really don't. <laughs> so as you're as you're talking, and this is actually for both of you, uh, Liz and Jacob. Um, 
it strikes me that perhaps our our own wounds, our own expect, expectations, like all of the worst parts get amplified during this season. Like the expectations of our parents, the woundedness that mm. we're acting out of, oh, I've got to go through all of the mm. rigmarole of getting the biggest gift because maybe I didn't have that and I want my kids to have it, or this mm-hmm. is just expected and I don't want to wound my kids or mm-hmm. um, mom or dad or, or you know mother-in-law, father-in-law or whoever, whatever the expectations are, it seems like all of that comes to the forefront, both in my head from the mental health side and also the coaching and mindset side. Um, what, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Is that what you're, what you experience? I think what I'm noticing as you, you made the observation, how it's the Christmas season that brings about more wounds or you live in more wounds, but you kind of have to ask the question. It's like, why, you know, like, why the why on a most significant in the in what the Catholic Church teaches right this most one of the most significant parts of our our of the time right the the birth of our Savior is like why in the world would we then experience the most intense let's say suffering or let's say mm. we live out in those in those wounds and that's a very good question you know and obviously from a mental health side like there are particular reasons for it. Um, I've I've worked with a lot of clients who just have a lot of trauma surrounding, either surrounding the actual holiday right around Christmas, or relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the more and more I do this work, the more and more I realize how relation family relationships is so important to overall health of a person, um, which challenges me as a as a as a dad that like, I got to show up because if not, my kid's going to be in there. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know? So, so it's just interesting how the idea that it, we have to, you know, meet with family and, or let's say not even just extended family, but oh, like on, on, on Christmas, we have to, you know, if I'm having issues with my spouse, so like we're, we're just not having a good time about it. That we have to kind of put on these masks and and pretend everything's okay, mm-hmm. um, or even let's say an abs- absent parent or parents, you know, who are like, ah, I'm not gonna, really, I'm not even gonna put effort in. So there's another balance there too, where you, you know, you go from like, I don't want to expect something, but I also want to make it magical, mm-hmm. you know. So even I want to kind of throw that back to you guys, but one of the things I, you know, in particular work with my clients is how to essentially cope you know or manage or get through those relationships because and i work with let's say i worked a lot of franciscan college students and really i'll be honest with you, it's that's a i think holidays or christmas i keep going with holidays i don't know why i just keep going there but christmas is very difficult for me as a therapist because a you know the students are going home and so in a certain capacity um i have to acknowledge that they may be going to a place where they, A, can become dysregulated. Mm. B, for those who have some suicidal ideation, that they're going to a triggering experience and I'm not there to help. Oof, that's heavy. Interesting. Um, and so it's, it's difficult for me and weighs on my mind a lot that I'm sending these kids, you know, I'm sending, you know, these young adults home. Not I'm sending them home, but they're going home um, to really 
intense, just for you know, for some of the really intense and really you know suffering experiences. Um, and so I do all that I can to like a plan. You know, like I strategize. Okay, what are your coping skills <laughs> for clients who self harm and who uh, have suicide ideation? I'm like, okay, who are your contact people? Mm-hmm. Here's the hotline. Mm-hmm. Here's my my line. Here, you know, da da da. And 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 it's interesting because with those particular clients, it's how to get through rather than how to celebrate. Mm. Um, as as harsh mm. as that might sound, it's just the reality of it. You know, but you say the word. You say the word harsh, but I actually think that feels very, from my perspective, it feels like it takes a weight off. Like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. actually have to enjoy this. I can mm-hmm. I can look at this as a time where I just need to cope and I need to survive, but I don't have mm-hmm. to put the pressure on myself to have fun. Yeah, there's a freedom mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, very to much recognize. so. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you, Jake, but I was just like, ooh, that's actually really good. <laughs> no, I, 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 I appreciate that because that helps me to kind of recognize, like, yeah, like, again, it's kind of managing those expectations. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's kind of keeping away from totalities, right? So, like, obviously, I have clients who are like, yeah, I'm excited to go mm-hmm. home, you know? So, for them, it's like memorializing and memorizing, uh, not memorizing, but, like, creating those memories, mm-hmm. you know? Because in my mind, too, it's like, great, I'm always about taking what works and the, and using it for growth and healing. So it's like, great, go home, relax. But, you know, when you go home and relax, create a routine, mm-hmm. you know, or when you go home, do some reflections, you know, like use this time for self-rejuvenation and not just like laziness, mm-hmm. you know. So even still seeing it as an opportunity that like how can we use this experience of Christmas and celebration to continue motivating and moving you towards towards growth and healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that's again not just with college students, but in general for everyone. And then like what when I work with parents, again, it's like recognizing or clients who are parents. You know, it's recognizing like how can you create an environment of connection and celebration and, and magic mm-hmm. um without, like you said, Liz, like without high expectations. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So the preparation of of the holiday season leading up to it is very different for you. It, it's preparing them to enter into this potentially traumatizing, uh, yep. triggering, mm-hmm. or just back to where they've been coming, where they've come from. Mm-hmm. And then even with you, Liz, yeah. it's this pre- preparation, a different kind of like not mental health preparation, but uh, mindset preparation. How am I yeah. getting into mm-hmm. this? That's fascinating. I had never, I had never like considered that part of, or seriously considered that part of like the Advent season or the holiday season. That that's all mm. prep. It should be all preparation, like yeah. in a lot mm. of different ways, like mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Of- well, let me ask you, John. Let me ask you this. You know, because you talked. You know, I think the first or second episode about the different um, relationships people have with God. So you know, you have Christmas, right? So like, this understanding that okay, here's God, all powerful God who comes on, you know, comes to Earth and 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 you know, becomes human so that he could suffer and die and rise and save us from our sins. If I have a negative perception of God, or if I have a very distorted perception of God, or this idea that like, you know, God punishes me, there's, you know, he's not merciful, or why is there suffering, you know, and so, you know, I'm going, you know, I have suffering during this holiday, or, or I've lost a loved one. And when Christmas comes up, it's like, I don't want nothing to do with God. 
how do you help your directories through that, recognizing that this is a very this holiday is very correlated to God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't escape them this time. <laughs> uh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, th- I think there'd be a lot of there's a lot of listening. I think a lot mm. more listening than perhaps uh, outside because it is such a sensitive part, especially if it's ha- if it's stemming from a relationship, uh, a parental relationship, or a caregiver relationship, or a loved one relationship that has this um, uh, suffering aspect to it. So I think it's listening. Where, what is it about this that I don't know makes you disdain God, or really hesitate about mm. God, or really enter into the joy of God becoming human? to save you and bring you to the fullness of life and healing that he desires for you. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind, just how much listening, like with the, the mm-hmm. directees that I, that I'm working with right now, like I mentioned, a lot of them are heavily involved in activity in the church. And so mm-hmm. their identity is bound up very heavily in church activity. Um, and so this is a time when that monster comes out. I'm mm. active for mm-hmm. God. He's not my friend. He's my taskmaster, perhaps. Oh, or yeah. He's um, like CEO. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he's overworking you in the Christmas season. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm. And, and if I don't and if I don't do my job, then all these people who don't come regularly are going to fall away from the church. And it's going to be my fault because I did fill in mm. the blank thing, or I didn't do fill in the blank thing, or mm. uh, or whatever that case may be. Yeah. So the the identity, am I the beloved child of God that he is coming to see? Uh, he's coming to rescue. He's coming to lead me. If, mm-hmm. if I'm missing that, um, then the reason for the season just remains in a different identity, a false identity, a false mask. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's redundant, false mask. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those honest masks. Yeah. No, but you know what is an interesting, it's an interesting thought because I'm thinking about, so last year uh, for Easter, I um, I went to the close of adoration on uh, Holy Thursday and a friend of mine and I got into a conversation at, you know, midnight out in the parking lot and then our priest came out and he had just finished up back in the sacristy and he came out and he started chatting with us. So we were out there till like 1.30 in the morning, just chatting the three of us in a dark parking lot. But it was so funny because I, we were talking to him about Easter and he was in this situation where there are only two lily farmers in anywhere in the area where he would be able to get lilies for Easter morning. And the one, mm. and you have to order months in advance and the one person had closed up shop. So there was only this one other person and he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get lilies. And he was in the middle of this like trauma. And he was like, do you understand what it would look like if we open the church Sunday morning and there are no lilies? Do you know what it would be like? And I laughed and I said, father, I've never related to a priest so much because you're creating like Easter magic Mm -hmm. for your children, your parishioners. And you're like, and if it's not there, they're going to be mad. And so we were laughing. He was very lighthearted about it. He wasn't, he had no drama and the church looked beautiful on on Mm -hmm. Easter morning, but Mm -hmm. But we were talking about it and it just gave me this moment of being like, you know, being behind the scenes, I think that's the other part that's hard about being an adult dealing with the holidays is being behind the scenes, being behind, you know, you know, 
like mm. backstage and you see the mess and you see like the props <laughs> cluttered up in this area and there's dust and there's probably mice and like, and it's just messy. And you're, and you're trying to create this space out front on this stage with this glow and these lights and this beauty and this like sparkle and, you know, stardust mm-hmm. and everybody else gets to go, Ooh, ah, but you're exhausted because you created yeah. the magic and you didn't get to experience it because you're just looking at it going, Oh, I, that light blew out and I missed this thing over here. Like, mm-hmm. so I can only imagine from a parish perspective, you know, John, I think, well, maybe all three of us have worked in retreats at some point and there's mm-hmm. such a big difference between attending a retreat and throwing a retreat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. if I and use like, the word throwing. Throwing something, it's like a party. You know, but, you know, putting on a retreat. How do you say that? Organizing a retreat? What's the right word? Facilitating. Like, it depends on your, on, on your mindset in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But like, there's something cool about it being yeah. behind the scenes and creating mm-hmm. that space for other people. But you realize I haven't gotten to go to adoration at all. I missed mm-hmm. confession time. Yeah. I, you know, I barely made it to mass on time because I was busy with this project over here. Like you have this rushed, like you said, John, it feels like God is a boss and you're running late mm-hmm. for work and you've got so much to do. So mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. interesting. I hadn't thought about that perspective on Christmas. Well, I'm noticing kind of a theme here too, you know, in the different capacities that all three of us talking about, you know, because... And, and so I guess, you know, I, I guess kind of a, a, a overall question is like, how do we, how do people and how do, how, how do we manage the hot, you know, the Christmas season? Because you know, we, there are different, let's say, experiences and, and perceptions. And again, um, John, again, this idea like, okay, there's a lot of tendency of, of overreacting and dysregulation, just that chaos. And so it seems like there's this theme kind of across the board that seems like it's developing in ways is that learn to just to be present, Mm -hmm. you know, just, and okay, what does that mean? Um, To me anyways, in my interpretation is like noticing the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, just being in the moment because, okay, if I'm, if I'm going through, let's say if I have some trauma, if I have, I'm going to, I'm going home and. My dad's narcissistic. My mom's, you know, or my mom's not present, or my parents are divorced, and now, and that's a, and then that's a new reality. They, they just got divorced, and and so I gotta, you know, we gotta, you know, go to both parents mm-hmm. now and have their own, and and avoid the avoid the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. you know, and no one's talked about it, and you know, everyone's tiptoeing around <laughs> each other. It's just, it's learning to allow myself to be present to what the moment is bringing mm-hmm. rather than avoidance, you know, rather than um, just kind of a negative, like, self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And then, too, you know, it's interesting, Liz, because, you know, you work a lot in temperaments. And I remember you talking about how, like, different temperaments kind of set up, maybe can set up an ex- a different experience mm-hmm. where melancholics are very much more, like, perfect, like, the perfectionists. Mm-hmm. You know, so may, they may be, like, the... Um, People who are like, this needs to be perfect, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, or clerics are like, you know, we do A and then we do B and then we <laughs> yep, do C yep. um, and no one's allowed to divert yes, from that. Yes. Um, where you got, you got, you know, your uh, <laughs> phlegmatic is like, you know, husband, he's like, please help. And it's like, I'll just watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so it's just interesting how it's like taking these moments and just for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the kicker is because. Who knows, right? We all have a variety of experiences, but just learn to be present so that you can find meaning, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. Um, is another way of looking at it. finding meaning in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
I think also taking ownership. Like, you know, mm. sort of what you were just saying about the temperaments. I actually want to create a couple of holiday temperament workshops for people. But I was thinking about different Christmas characters and where they fall on the temperament spectrum. And like Buddy the Elf is totally sanguine and he's going to have fun no matter what. You know, so like <laughs> your sanguines almost don't have anything to worry about. They're just going to bounce around and have fun. The, the best they can do is probably tone themselves down a little. Like if it's not matching the mood of the room, maybe you need to like hmm. reel it in a little, you know, like work with that. But, but you know, um, Charlie Brown, melancholic, like, you know, that, you know, hmm. Christmas is, is Christmas is so hard. Everything I touch gets ruined. You know, when you watch hmm. the the Charlie Brown Christmas, he's trying so hard to make it perfect and he's ruining everything. And and he takes hmm. it so to heart and he lets it ruin his whole Christmas. Like you can do that. You can choose that. You can allow that to happen hmm. or you can choose to show up differently or you can choose to think something different. You know, one of the things that I, again, I go back to something that my coach offered us was just that, you know, no one puts anything on your calendar. Nobody puts food in your mouth. Nobody, you, you are your own boss and you get to decide how you want to handle those moments. And if a moment is too much for you, you can leave. You can like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that I remember, I just was so fascinated by this. She pointed this out a few years ago in one of her podcasts. She said, when you're, when you're at a party and your toddler is having a total meltdown, And you're like, we have got to go because Johnny is exhausted and he is about to completely lose his mind here. And I don't want to do that in a huge party of people. And you go up to your mom and you say, we got to go. Johnny's exhausted. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. Mom is going to go, no, you can't leave yet. We haven't lit the advent candle yet. Like, you know, our our whole family always does that. You have a moment there where you can make Mm. one of three choices. You can go, fine. And be grumpy and stay mm. because mom made you stay, which is super childish of you. <laughs> 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 or it's teenager. It's a, it's a teenager throwing a temper tantrum or a toddler throwing a temper tantrum. Or you can go, mom, I love you. Johnny needs to go home. I'll call you tomorrow. Mm. Or you can go, you know what? It only happens once a year. If Johnny freaks out completely, I'll walk him around outside for a minute and I'll come back in. Yeah. But we're going to stay because I love my mom and she asked for this. So... <laughs> You can choose. And two of those options are totally peaceful. Mm-hmm. The option that's not mm-hmm. peaceful is stomping your foot and going fine and then sitting in a corner and sticking it out. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. like no one wants that person at the party and you don't want to be there either. So if you have to be that person, everybody would benefit from you just being like, you know what? I think I, I got to go. I'm not in a good place. And that's fine. You mm-hmm. can say that. And that's something that I'm learning. My husband is trying to teach me that so much. As much as I coach other people, I have a hard time coaching myself sometimes. And Albert's so good about being like, hey, you're not made to bulldoze your way through things. Like if it's too much for you, it's too much and you got to go. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it gives me permission to cancel appointments or to, you know, to be honest with people and be like, this is more than I can handle. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm a little embarrassed about that. I feel like I should be able to handle that, but that's my work to do later. Like for now, I'm just going to be honest and people are so generous and they're so sweet about that. And if they're not, it's still okay. You can still choose to go home because you recognize this is what's best for me and my family in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, you can sit there for a minute and be like, you know what? I'm going to give this to them. I'm going to actually stay. I'm actually Mm going to come to this party, but I'm going to do it out of love and not out of feeling forced. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just a different it's like vibe. In, it's like in being intentional about it versus being like a victim yes. of the circumstances. Yes. Yeah. yes. Like we, we like the victim card cause it, it takes all the pressure off of us to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. You mm. know, but if you kind of own it and go like, I actually get to make a choice here. Literally no one has chained me to anything. I can still get out. 
Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. now how do I want to show up in this moment? And it's hard. It's not that it's not hard. Like, no one wants to look their mom in the eye and be like, I really have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Really, mom, you don't want to see me in five minutes if I stay. (laughs) I'm no fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I like that. How do I want to show up to this? You know, and it's interesting because, and, you know, as we're talking, I'm just, you know, reminiscing and thinking (laughs) about my clients. And it's like, okay, like, you know, this person talking to this person, talking to that person, like, what would I say? And, you know, because, and and the reason I'm kind of thinking this out loud is like, okay, I have a lot of young adults, not college students, but like a lot of young adults who, you know, like are dating and kind of in that, like, a little bit middle ground, I suppose, where like, okay, there's a lot of flexibility, you know, and going home is very more enticing, I think, because there's a maturity of like, okay, I know what to do and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of handle it. Um, but I've noticed, especially those in like dating relationships where there may be like even a tendency, like, I don't think I could bring my significant other over, at least during Christmas or over Christmas Mm -hmm. season, you know, because it's like, well, not, you know, again, it goes back to those expectations or those anxieties for sure. I think it has another component. Like there's a lot of anxiety around Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of fears, just a lot of fears for so many reasons, you know? Um, but to show up and say, you know what, I'm going to decide for myself what's what's best, what's going to help me become the best version of myself, which is interesting enough because part of this process, I would think, is learning to say no. And that's an interesting part, especially when it comes to boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe Christmas is a good time and place to work on boundaries. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if you can think of it as practicing, because I think most of us want to go yeah. into Christmas with our boundaries perfect. Like, no, I got this. Mm-hmm. This time I'm going to nail it. Instead of going in going... I am going to try really hard. I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to try at the next party. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, because you have to have that compassion for yourself too. have the same level of compassion for yourself that you want everybody else to have for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think mm-hmm. what's coming to mind over and over as both of you have been talking has been just that we're not in this alone. Here's the spiritual part. Like mm. Jesus is already in that mess with us. And the beauty of the Christmas story is that, all of these things were that we've been talking about, family dysfunction and expectation yes. and everything is present in the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mm. the expectations of what a husband and wife should be like. And what what do, what do we see about Joseph and Mary? You know, they're in this kind of sticky situation where <laughs> Daddy, Mary is really, pregnant. Jake, you can feel that right now because Margaret's pregnant. Oh. Like, can you imagine having to tell Margaret, hey, we got to travel and we have to sleep in a stable. And we're going to see oh and we're going to see all the extended relatives and, and who's more dysfunctional to... than the family with the Ex- King of David at the head? Uh, right, <laughs> seriously, head. <laughs> seriously. No one's more dysfunctional. <laughs> and we're going to be, well, and we're going to be explaining like how we were, you know, betrothed, and mm. you became pregnant, and then we oh. got like mm. all of those things. And then you go there, and there's no room in the inn. There's no place for us to actually be mm-hmm. with our family. Think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like poor Joseph, like he's like sucking at his job. Well, right. and honestly, if you think of the Blessed Mother, like somebody pointed this out to me recently that, you know, if hormones have always been the same, then she's been in nesting mode for three months. She has a place prepared mm-hmm. for him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. perfect that maybe her mother helped her prepare. Like, right. yeah. and she has mm-hmm. to leave all that behind yeah. to be yeah. in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they do this yeah. uh, out of obedience to the law, but yeah. also in the grand scheme of God, it is so that Christ... God, man can enter into the messiness of the entire uh, entirety of the promise. Mm. We have yeah. the the children of Israel that are dispersed throughout everywhere. That's a Roman occupied territory. They're being taxed, and and like this is the worst of all times, as Dickens mm. might say. <laughs> and they're in the midst of that, 
God enters into history, bursts into history mm. as a tiny squishy baby in a stable <laughs> in the dung heap of a little backwater town. Yeah. And so as you know, as we're entering into this season with, you know, the expectations and what we think of as dung heaps that we're entering into, mm-hmm. you know, mm. Jesus is already there. Yeah. And he's there with his open little baby arms, a little squishy baby arms, <laughs> saying, hey, I'm here. You need a hand? Here's my little baby hands. Hmm. And he smells mm-hmm. good. And he smells good. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because we won't go farther with that reflection. And I appreciate that. Because, again, I think that's kind of ties into this idea of being present. Mm-hmm. What am I being present yeah. to? The meaning of Christmas, essentially. You know, where all the suffering, all the chaos, all the messiness. And, you, yes, for those who have those magic experiences mm-hmm. as as a parent, as a brother, sister, as a you know daughter and son, but like that presence to the meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think it is cliche a lot of times, like season for the meaning. But I think, John, you really articulated well the significance of the suffering in the Christmas story. We think kind of in the picture-perfect viewpoint of Christmas, mm-hmm. rather do a lecture divina do a meditation on exactly that like what went on like you know and not just like the actual moment but like the patrol like all that story like the, the enunciation leading up to it because that that all encapsulates you know and, and i say like joke you know joseph sucks but like in my mind i'm like as a husband mm. i can only imagine the 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 temptation of self criticism and just mm-hmm. like and and he stayed strong and he he owned his actions. He he maintained a, a perseverance of finding a place mm-hmm. and you know that was mentioned now in history. I mean, that's a beautiful reflection and and it's really just kind of neat to kind of see that play out, you know, with with our pe- with our people. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, as- I like that that thought that he found a place. Mm-hmm. Like he found somewhere mm. for his family to be. Yeah. Like that's really profound. Like he still didn't, he didn't give up and go like, well, we have a field. That's what we have. Like mm-hmm. yeah. he found a place and it wasn't the ideal place, but he was doing the yeah. best he could in the circumstances. And they were present Le- to one another. Yes. Mm. They were there. And yeah, yeah, that's that ties into that. And I mean, come on, it's a great story. (laughs) (laughs) They told that story for years to come. Oh, yeah, you think your birth was hard? But here's here's now an interesting part, because then I do this all the time with my clients, who, like, they'll have, like, a reflection, or, like, they'll bring, you know, something, you know, in their faith life in, or, like, the prayer. And I'm like, great. Now, apply it practically in your day-to-day life. Find yourself a place. Mm -hmm. During Christmas, during the holidays, during Advent, find yourself a place. Mm-hmm. It could be in the back corner of your barn. I don't care. Yep. Find a place and be present. Mm-hmm. Be present to yourself. Be present to God. And yes, be present to those who you find rejuvenation and connection with. Mm-hmm. But find a place, own your actions, and step into um, the present moment. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the Holy Family is a great way of doing that. Now, so so here's an interesting question. So I'm going to kind of shift this a little bit and ask you guys this because, you know, we 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 let's say bestow all this wisdom. <laughs> right? We are so wise. <laughs> we are like the top dogs, you know. And then um, suddenly all the te- technology goes out because we were so proud. <laughs> How have you both 
created your own boundaries <laughs> with your clients in, in, in the context of, hey, I know uh, this is Christmas and this is actually the most, probably most intense for you right now, but I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, not work this week, mm -hmm. you know, the Christmas week or um, from, you know, like I'm, I'm curious how you guys have wrestled with being a provider and, and a helpmate mm -hmm. to people, but noticing that there is a validity in saying I, I can't come in today, mm -hmm. even though you may actually need me. For me, it's, it boils down to, am I going to be the best coach today? Am I the coach you need today? Hmm. Because if I'm burned out, if I'm stressed, if I'm crying, if I'm emotional, then I'm not in a good place to coach you. And I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to waste your time. So I'm going to, I did that today. I told a client, you know, I was completely exhausted today and it was an emotional day because my sisters left and I don't know when I'm going to see them again. And so it was just a really hard day. And, hmm. you know, for me, it was like, I'm not going to be a good coach today because I'm going to be distracted. I'll be a really good coach tomorrow, but I need today to just recuperate and get back into my normal headspace. And then tomorrow I'm going to be great. And she appreciated that. And we rescheduled, you know, but I think that's a, one of the big things is just showing up honest and being like, I want to be the best coach. I want to be the coach that what's that Batman line, the coach you deserve and not the one you need. I don't even remember, but like, <laughs> you know, like, like I want to, I want to show up well for you. And that's why I set boundaries. Mm. I don't set boundaries out of selfishness. We all set boundaries out of love. You know, boundaries are the space mm. where like, what's that? The boundaries are the distance between which I can love you and me at the best. There's like a line about that, but like, that's, mm. this is how it needs to be set up for both of us to get what we need. And so it's mm -hmm. boundaries are all about love. You don't set boundaries out of anger or fear or scarcity. You set boundaries out of love. And that should be the whole mm -hmm. theme of the whole holiday season. Mm -hmm. That's my two cents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I might be in a different, in a bit of a different spot than maybe where you're coming from. Um, simply because there are like these four to six week spans um, regardless of what's going on. And so it's more of a check-in. Where did you see God or how was your prayer life? And it, and it might be, I know after Christmas, it might be a little bit wonky because <laughs> schedules went out the window. Yeah. Um, but then it's, but then it would be more, okay, well, what caused that? Or did you find yourself um, restarting in any way? Or what was your experience of being far from God in prayer? Like what were the fruits of what you went through? Mm. Um so, so I think the, the boundary is almost already present there going into the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Then like gnawing on my brain, like how are they going to enter into it? Um, mm -hmm. So that, I think it's a little bit different for, for at least my, yeah. my side. I have a question for John, but first, Jake, you answer the boundaries question because I yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah. what you have to say because I'm sure you're, you're probably the, you know, the more, the most critical, you know, as far as just needing to be available at, odd times so mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> i okay so this is a kind of side note and as our listeners get to know the three of us and our styles i can never answer a question straightforward <laughs> i have to give like <laughs> an, a, a story or something else so to get biblical. to it <laughs> <laughs> let's begin with the parable and then you guys guess what it means <laughs> the ones who are 12 wicker baskets <laughs> <laughs> Which house were you? Sermon on the Mount. 
So, so I just ask you, just bear with me. <laughs> We're here for you, Jake. We're here for you. <laughs> um, so I'll say this. So first off, I think one of the hardest things for me as a counselor is to not see myself as a savior, which mm. is interesting. It's going into Christmas season to pretend that I'm your savior <gasps> is very, very, very like distorted. Mm. And that's something I had to work on. And still, I think sometimes I still do, which is why I think um, it's been such a grace to have a office manager to be kind of the the gatekeeper of my boundaries mm, that I can cool. I can say hey I can't come in today mm. but rather me feeling guilty and distraught and just dis- distracted that I oh my gosh I abandoned my client oh my gosh what's wrong with me and because I, I normally I would have like texted them myself and they would I would see the text response mm. and they may not be happy with me mm. and I just, oh, I just can't handle that but having someone in the way to kind of buffer that. And so I don't see it. I'm like, hey, Rachel can go ahead and just cancel my clients today and I can't make it. And I have had those calls where, like, yeah, I just am not there. So when coming into the Christmas season, you know, for me, it's, it, again, it's, I think, like I said, it kind of weigh, it does weigh on my heart knowing that in some capacity, um, I know that my family comes first. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously my job and career is all ordered towards family. Mm-hmm. So um, I've committed to taking a week off of Christmas. And I'll be honest with you, like, because it's private practice, that's a week off of not getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it definitely has its its risk, I guess you could say that. But knowing that, A, I'm not the savior, and B, I have to witness to my clients that boundaries are important and that I need to, on my own, take time, find a find a room, be present, you know, and take ownership that I value Christmas with my family that cultivates my and fosters my values. So so obviously, for me, practically, it's like planning ahead and saying, hey, by the way, this is my Christmas schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's more acceptable because it's the week, you know, of Christmas. So it's like yeah. everyone's traveling. So there's almost like an understanding, which is interesting because, in, and this is kind of going out the outside the lines of, let's say, holidays, because that I would say that I would have to do the same thing with vacation. Hmm. And maybe it's not as understandable. Hmm. You know, my wife is about to give birth. <laughs> um, maybe, hopefully, by the time our listeners listens to this, um, we'll have our baby. Um <laughs> But it's interesting because I've decided to take two weeks off of paternity. Cool. So here you have, today is November 15th. Mm-hmm. We're hoping that, you know, within the weekend she goes in, you know. All that to say, the time she goes in, from the time I get back to counseling, I have like a week and a half left before I go off for Christmas mm-hmm. break. To some of my clients who either are going home, who or who are going through something more severe, um, that's hard, mm-hmm. you know? And again, you don't want to create dependency on your counselor, but in some circumstances, you know, if if I'm going home and no one has listened to me and, and able to, you know, advocate for me, and my counselor has done that, it would be nice to talk to someone over the holiday season, and I can't. Like, I, There's a sacrifice mm-hmm. there. On my end, but for sure on my clients. You know, so obviously it builds rapport and you, you have to work with your clients to do that. But I think it really is learning that I'm not the savior. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just an instrument and the instrument needs to be clean. The instrument <laughs> needs right. to be, you know, put back it's together. It's a precision be, so instrument. I could, yeah, 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 so I could come, so I can come back fully alive for my clients. Mm-hmm. And then, and so it's interesting because I say all that knowing that 
only in emergencies would I pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have had once, I had had like once, twice that has happened. You know, so there's always that clarity that like, okay, if you're like contemplating suicide, you call me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll call you an ambulance. We can get you situated and we'll be fine. But outside of that, yeah, there's that. And again, my, you know, my clients are really chill about it. You know I mean? There's there haven't been significant issues with it. Um, but I think it's for me, it's learning to surrender. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is the hardest part. Yeah. My clients are like, and especially, you know, with the paternity leave. And again, I think they'll understand that like, you're having a baby. Because yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, Jake, we'll pray for you. Yeah. And they're very supportive. Yeah. They're very supportive. Um, but when it comes to Christmas or even vacations, mm-hmm. I, you know, you might get a little bit mixed messages. And I have to learn to say, I know, yeah. I know this is hard. We'll plan and we'll, we'll prepare as best as we can beforehand. But I have to give witness that I too had to find my space, Mm -hmm. you know, find my moments. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just such a good message for people in general going into the holidays that you're going to get mixed messages over the holidays from family, from friends, from bosses, maybe, maybe from coworkers, like they're going to have expectations of you or you're going to think they have expectations of you. I think a lot of our drama comes from our our thoughts about what we think people are thinking and we don't actually know that that's what they're thinking, you right. know, because they didn't actually say that, but they made kind of a face when we said this thing and clearly that face meant this. And it's like, we don't know that, you know, like one of the big yeah. things in coaching is if you can't prove it in a court of law, it, it doesn't get to be talked about. Like we want facts mm-hmm. and then we'll work with the facts. Mm-hmm. And then anything else that's not a fact is just a thought and yeah. we can work with, you mm-hmm. know, working, choosing a new thought. But Anyways, but I'm thinking about all this and I'm thinking, you know, I know it's getting close to time here. Um, I'd love to hear some practical suggestions about how to deal with the holidays from these different perspectives. But the one that I'm most curious about, honestly, is um, yours, John, because I think on top of everything else, there's a lot of pressure. I know as a mom, there's a lot of pressure for like liturgical living and getting Advent (laughs) right, quote unquote, whatever that means. Yeah. You know, so like, oh, well, we got to celebrate St. Nicholas's Feast Day and Our Lady Guadalupe and St. Lucy (laughs) and and we should have the Advent calendars and the Advent candles. And, you know, there's so much pressure. The Jesse tree. The Jesse tree. Oh, gosh. I actually love the Jesse tree, but it was a whole new level of like, oh, and now one more thing, you know? And the Jesse tree is honestly, I like because it's the most practical for keeping your head in the game. Like everything else is kind of just, it's fun. But like that one is like the Bible versus everyday Mm. or cool. All that to say, like from a practical perspective, how do you tell your directees, like how do you help your directees keep Christ at the center of the holiday of the Christmas season without turning them into like, liturgical living crazy people <laughs> oh right how do you help them right. actually have a relationship with god instead of just ticking off boxes doing all the did things because the there's tons of things that we can do like tons of things there's this yeah. almost spiritual gluttony that's just ready for us here in this 21st Ooh, century that's a especially in this phrase. time because we have the great Dang. the great daily uh meditations from ascension press or ave maria press yeah. or mm-hmm. and pick pick subscribe your to favorite all the one. emails and all exactly. the apps exactly <laughs> the best have the best advent ever Right. Why isn't it just Evan? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so, so actually, in the middle of our recording, I was thinking about that. It's just how have how have we asked the Lord what He wants us to prepare for mm. with Him? Has He have we allowed there to be a space for Him to say, "Here's where I want to come to your inn. Here's where how I want you, you know, Liz, Jacob, John, and your families." to prepare a place for him. 
And it might be wow. just one of those things that you grew up with or something you're mm. yet to discover. But what is it that the Lord is asking you individually and you as a family to do? Ah, and, that legit gave me chills. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and, and put all of those expectations of your own family upbringings and your, your spouse's family upbringings and like yeah. the great blog that you follow or the podcast that you listen to, like, you know, who you're going to call the best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter. All those are yeah. tools to bring draw you into deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, yeah. who becomes mm-hmm. incarnate um, in in the season. Mm-hmm. Have you actually tuned in to see what He's wanting you to do? How He wants you to prepare a place for Him? Um, and oh. so that would be my my direction would just be: How is the Lord inviting you to prepare a place for Him? Yeah. I love that because if you're just trying to tick off boxes, for sure you're not showing up great as a parent. You're getting frustrated with the kids and you're yelling at them to sit still and you're frustrated that it didn't go Mm -hmm. well. And it's not a centered on God moment with your family. Mm -hmm. It's just, okay, we did the Jesse tree this year. It was terrible, but we did it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I, I, I love your reflection there, John, because I'll be honest with you. I think sometimes, you know, Advent comes around or even like Lent and like, it's like, okay, just just going through the motions, Mm -hmm. going through Mm -hmm. the motions, you know, but rather seeing, okay, like what's one thing the Lord is asking me personally and then my family to contemplate and utilize mm-hmm. to help me prepare, which is interesting because you take that approach, John, you take your reflection and then you do it. It really sets you up for the new year mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily need a new year resolution, mm-hmm. but to say, okay, the Lord has prepared us in this way. Now let's go uh, and activate on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of tying in the new year, but I appreciate that reflection, and and I'm gonna kind of like backpack on that. Backpack. Piggyback. 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 (laughs) Backpack. We're going into the woods and digging a trench to go to the bathroom. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 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 All good things. Um, Our metaphors fall flat a little on the show. (laughs) (laughs) With a backpack on. It's a heavy backpack. So yes, the Sorry, backpack. Jake. I mean, carry piggyback. on, <laughs> carry on, Jake. But the piggyback um, is so so finding. Okay, so find a space, right? So what is your stable? You know, and for you, it might you know for our listeners, it may be you know just a, a quiet corner of your house, maybe your room, it may be you know, it's like okay, there's nothing in my house, or like you know my house is triggering with memories. It's like, okay, great, like outside, you know, the outside is is filled with the presence of God. Defining quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think it's interesting because I'm thinking on the practical level of like ground yourself to the moment. So you find a you find a physical place, you find a quiet place, and then you I would say ground and process. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, and I'm a big advocate for journaling. Mm-hmm. What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. What am I noticing? What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I thinking? You know, and then maybe in that journaling reflection, identify one or two things that you're grateful for. You know, and, and again, I'm talking if there's nothing and nothing, there's at least the sky or the sun or at least, you know, the food. Coffee you is know? great. <laughs> uh, yep. just, just something to bring you to that level of appreciation mm-hmm. um, because you may be struggling. You know, or you may be having fun. But even still, I think that's a kicker too. It's like, don't think that having fun means it's meaningful. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you may actually be missing out on a deeper reality. And so, mm. again, 
and this is why I like tools because you can you can apply it no matter where you're mm-hmm. at. Find a place individually, and in that place, journal. I, I, I just journal, mm-hmm. and in that journaling, pray and reflect on what am I noticing, what am I thinking, okay, and what are some things I'm appreciative about, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. If you're going through anxiety, if you there, if there is some distress, mm-hmm. you know there. Are, you know, take a walk, engage your body to, you know, ground yourself so that you can enter. And that's the kind of the kicker so that you can enter back into the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm out of the moment, I need to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And the moment meaning am I present of mind to this time and place? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, you know, taking a walk, taking a cold shower, you know, so doing some deep breathing. Okay can get you back to the moment. And then once you're there, you live it out to the best you can, right? And so if it is with family that is chaotic and you do your best to manage through, or it is a great experience, or you you are with your kids, you just be present to the moment and you take ownership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's, again, kind of back, you know, going off of like that idea, like choose to how you want to live the next moment. Mm -hmm. Not how am I going to get through this 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 treachery of of chaos, but yeah. how do I want to live the next moment? You know, and then you get through that moment, and then you ask the same question: How do I want to live to the next to the next, and then the next and the next, and then so, you know sooner than later, you're you're back at school, or you're back at your home in your own pajamas, <laughs> um, or you're back and you can reminisce like, man, that was a good time, yeah. mm-hmm. because you were able to be present to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some practical tips i would i would walk and have worked with my clients yeah that's awesome um i think i think for me i've got like i've got a bunch of things bouncing around in my head but i think the first one for me is kind of sticking with that journey to bethlehem concept you know dick you said find your stable i think when you map out a journey you don't pretend that the bridges and the rivers and the highways and the traffic aren't going to be there you Mm -hmm. make a plan for them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that that goes with the holidays that like that relative who drives you bonkers every single holiday is not going to not drive you bonkers this year. Mm-hmm. Don't tell yourself that. Don't tell yourself this year it'll probably be fine. It's not going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard because it's always hard. So how do you want to handle it? What's the plan mm-hmm. for the hard relative? You know, do you want to avoid them completely? Do you want to just make sure that you only do small talk with that person? You know, how do you want like be honest about the obstacles that are always there? And then go, okay, how do I want to handle that obstacle? Can I avoid it? Is there a bridge around it? Is there a way to work through Mm -hmm. it that's more gentle? You know, so I think that's one of the things is just really be honest that these hard things show up every year. Every single year, this person hurts my feelings. Every single year. This year, when this person hurts my feelings, how do I want to handle it? Do Mm -hmm. I want to speak up finally and be like, hey, by the way, like you you do this and and it hurts every year. And it's, you know... We don't have to discuss it in full right now, but I just want you to know like that hurt and I'd appreciate it if you didn't say it. Or do you want to just turn it into a game in your head and be like, ding, that's one. <laughs> All right. How many insults are we going to get tonight? Like, you know, like because yep. you can do that. You know, that's a, that's a trick that you can play in your brain. Like, we are going to turn this into it's a whooped. game. We are going to turn this into a game and be like, mm-hmm. it's just, I am going to find it funny this year. You know, yep. I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was 
going to happen. And I'm going to laugh at my husband. Drinking game. There you go. Yeah, good idea. Not quite. You know, drink water. Every time yeah, they annoy yeah, you, drink water. water. <laughs> Coffee. And you'll be no. hydrated and calm. <laughs> but I think another thing is also to, to label needs versus preferences. Mm. because I think a lot of the time yeah. we go into the holidays thinking it needs to be like this and to just be like, does it need to be like that? What yeah. needs to get done and what is a preference that you can let go of if it doesn't happen? But if it does happen, you'll feel sparkly about it. Cause you'll be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I got that done. That's so exciting. This is beautiful. You know? So I think that's another thing. And the third thing, again, going back to that stable concept is simplify. Like the first Christmas was so simple and you can choose that. You can just be like, this year we're going to go simple. It's been a rough yeah. year for a lot of people. Mm. Like the world mm, is yeah. a mess and life is hard and we've never really bounced back from the pandemic. Like it's okay to lean into simplicity and be like, you know what? This is the mm. year where we don't wear matching pajamas, but we have really comfy mm. pajamas and we spend whole days just watching Christmas movies. Like mm. we cuddle as a family. Mm -hmm. We don't decorate the outside of the house, but maybe we put up some twinkle lights in the living room so we can create the mood in there. You know, yeah. but you can choose to just be like this year, I'm going to be so present and I'm going to be so peaceful because I'm not going to put a bunch of preferences as must do's on my to-do mm, list. It's yeah. just going to be needs. Gotcha. People are going to eat. We're going to keep food simple and easy. I remember one of our first Christmases with kids, you know, we had a couple little ones and they were super picky and I was embarrassed about this, but it was super fun for us. We made a giant pizza and I took the green peppers and made them look like a Christmas tree. And then I put the onions down the bottom and made it look like snow. Uh. And I was like, this is our Christmas dinner. And it looks silly because everybody else is having fancy, like extravagant mm. dinners. And I'm having a Christmas tree pizza with my kids. But you know what? They'll eat it and they really mm. like it. And it was fun and easy for me. Yeah. And it's a memory. And it's yeah. a memory. And I have yep. pictures of the pizza. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, if that's what it takes for you to be peaceful, then do that. Make pizza. Make frozen yeah. pizzas. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. don't even don't even make a homemade pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I really do appreciate that observation of like, look, if you're going on a journey, like you said, you know the bridges, you know what you're running into. Um, because even like if you have kids, even the idea like, okay, you know your kids are gonna not play with the gifts. Like, <laughs> they, and so like, why why do we get upset? Mm -hmm. You know, and and really, and again, it goes a lot. And, and again, we just talked about it, but um. It's the preparation, which is so unique because that's another thing I'm picking up today is we're talking about Christmas. And I know we haven't gotten into a lot about Advent. And it's interesting, too, because it's like, boy, oh, boy, Advent can have been beaten down. I'm just saying what Advent is not cat kisses in whatsoever. Yeah. But if that theme is still preparation, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's interesting because maybe, maybe rather than just trying to prepare which again is like okay, what does that even actually mean in the context of doing all these like Christ, uh, uh, all these religious kind of things mm -hmm. that you know i would suggest maybe you know you take one thing from me one thing from john one mm -hmm. thing from from liz mm -hmm. and you use that to prepare your christmas mm -hmm. you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have a different christmas experience mm -hmm. yep. rather than this idea of we need to get into the heart of advent and it's like preparation is is this body, mind, and mm -hmm. soul mm -hmm. uh, realism? You know, what I mean, to to over spiritualize or to under spiritualize, and not to integrate these three components. Mm -hmm. There's more. There's more than just one way to prepare, yeah. and I think the three of us have given some insight to like here are some 
unique ways to do that from these different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all stuff that, that you can use all the time. It doesn't have to just be for this season. Because, mm. yeah. you know, I think that's the other thing is that we think we have to like, we start preparing for Christmas the first Sunday of Advent, but we've given very little thought to it before that moment. And then we're like, ah, shoot, like it's time, you know, versus <laughs> being like, we could start preparing right now. We could start preparing yeah. today yeah. for how we want to feel about that season and how we want to think about God and how we want to think about our families and how we want to think about ourselves. You know, we can start that mm -hmm. preparation today mm -hmm. and then yeah. keep moving. Now, obviously this is probably going to come out in the middle of Advent. So, you know, it's a little late, but it's concept, never but too late to right. restart. Cause at that, right. at mm -hmm. the point that, that you may be hearing this listeners, it may be in the midst of all the chaos and you've lost all kinds mm -hmm. of control uh, you've mm -hmm. maybe and deep peace. into all and peace and all of those things, mm -hmm. you can always start again. And that is yes. the good news is that we can always start again. Yes. And it starts with that real presence mm -hmm. of ourselves in imitation of the one who is real presence itself, himself mm -hmm. yeah. come among us in Bethlehem. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Awesome. So, so with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We just want to again, uh, say thank you for, to our listeners. Um, we do this for you guys. You know, we get pumped and excited and passionate about what we do and how God has used us. So uh, we just appreciate you listening. Um, if you um, like this, uh, leave a comment. Put a gold star next to our podcast. <laughs> Share it with your friends, your family. Share it with your, your enemies. Yeah. You know, your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The family. The family that you're going to be seeing. <laughs> Here's how to have some peace this holiday season. You always mm -hmm. seem stressed. <laughs> <laughs> if I bow out of the family, yeah. If I bow out of the family thing, listen to this. You'll this you'll understand why. why. <laughs> These three are bad influence. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah. So until next time, um, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, uh, and we'll see you guys soon. He's learned his lesson. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs>